Hello? Hello. Oh, this is your, uh, who, who am I talking to? Well, that all depends. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And only villains don't rape, take the money and run five stars on iTunes or whatever fucking podcast app you use. And where are they? You guys heard it. You don't want to piss off Batman, so you better rate the rate the podcast. Give it five stars. How's your throat? The throat is is uh is good on this one. That one's okay. That one's uh all nose, all nasal. Really? Well, you just have to hold your nose, really. Oh, okay. And talking like a deep wispy voice. I don't know. Interesting. For for hey everybody. Hey. What's up, accomplices? Thanks for listening to another episode of Take the Money and Run. I'm James Degro. I'm Will Barricade. And fucking, of course, uh, as always. Um, so, uh, so how you doing, bro? Good, good. What's going on? What's going on with you? Uh, not much. Just, uh, just living life, enjoying the bizarre weather out in the Midwest. What? Va- vaping. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm still getting over apparently. It's not allergies like I said last week. It's a fucking cold. So cold. But uh yeah, so um so doing the research for this fucking topic it, it was traumatizing. Really? <laughs> well, I posted I posted a picture on um Instagram and uh Facebook. Um follow follow us at take the money pod. Um, but, uh, it was all, it, it showed like the different U S dollar amounts for, um, like organ values. Oh yeah. I saw you put that up. So, so this is going to, this is going to be like my first dabble into, um, a non bank slash money related, uh, you know, full frontal assault, uh, attempt you know at a different story um because uh we talked we talked a couple times about maybe starting to branch into like other kinds of conspiracies or um uh just you know fucked up shit and this like this this oh man dude yeah it's dark it's pretty fucking dark and yeah, I I can't fucking keep my mouth shut about it. Like I was, ta- I, I just like I talked to um, uh, like one of the you know people in charge at my work today, and I was just like going off. I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait to go home and do this podcast because holy shit, and just told them the whole story, and they were just fucking dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. Like a couple, you know, a couple times they tried to like say, but isn't that like you know, such and such. And I'd be like, well, you know, whatever. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm not doing a very good story. I'm sure this is not good podcast material, but, 
Um, uh, I, I mean, I don't even know where to fucking start. So what, what you're saying, though, is like a person is worth like, what was that, about a million dollars, half a million dollars, just in parts? Essentially, yes. Um, and and uh, what it is, is those parts to, to have a successful organ transplant, y- you need to get them within a very small time frame, a couple hours. You know, I think the shortest is like the liver, which is one of the hardest to get. Um, and that's only that's like four to six hours from the time of death to the time of transplant until it, you know, is is unfunctionable or I guess. Really? Yeah. So So how how do you how do you go about selling a liver in the United States? Because I know um one of the big things that they like to talk about in my economics classes is well Iran has like an open market for organs, so you can just sell your organs if you want to. If you want to sell a kidney, you can just sell a kidney. I might be interested in that. Yeah, but like in in America, like do you go on Craigslist or do you have to know a guy that knows a guy and then you find a wayward child and just like pull up in your creepy windowless van, grab him, take him to the place where they've got like the rich old dude all hooked up and then just go to town with like a hacksaw and a freaking pruners? Well, the, the, the United States has like a really, uh, it, you know, it has one of the top uh, organ donation systems. So like, a lot of it is like, I, I'm, I'm an organ donor. Like, okay, here's, so, here's my problem with that, though. Yeah. So you can donate your organs, someone gets them for free, and then sells them. Oh, I see. What so it's a fucking racket. Now, yeah, so, but the person doesn't get any compensation who actually grew the organ, or their family doesn't if they died in a car accident, but people make bank off of it. So I'm actually thinking about not being an organ donor anymore because of that. Like, fucking pay me, or no. You just want to be fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. That's No, I want to get, I want my remains to be spread at Disneyland. Through the through the cooling uh, misters. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't want to be cremated. <laughs> I just oh. want my remains to be spread at Disneyland. You just you just, <laughs> just want like like your arm to be like buried over in the bushes at Epcot and shit. Yeah, just just like throw chunks out of an airplane and <laughs> let the kids enjoy the. Uh, holy shit okay so i'm really glad that we're in this fucking dark zone because we really need to be okay good or else this is gonna be really fucked up so everybody there's gonna be some fucking descriptions of some horse shit that you might want to not be operating a vehicle to at all times so you know let's let's fucking dive into it you have anything else to fucking ask me about i have I, information is remotely limited. No, okay. So, so you don't know how one goes about, you know, being able to legally buy and sell organs in the United States, do you? No, I didn't. I didn't look into that because, so like, how 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 you can become the person that gets the donated organs? Okay. Oh, this is uh, this actually takes place in China. Oh, okay. 
so um yeah so so uh there's a little bit of mention in the, uh, of the united states in this story but pretty much it's a it's a chinese fucking horror story oh i think i've heard about some of this but go on dude okay so um so i'm going to start off by talking about um I'm also going to butcher a lot of fucking Chinese names and I'm really sorry. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try my best and I'm just going to like put my head down and fucking muscle through it. So I'm not trying to be funny <laughs> or anything in my pronunciations. I'm being fucking confident. That's how they would say it in fucking Beijing. So, uh, so we're going to talk about this group called the Falun Gong. Um, F-A-L-U-N- uh, space G-O-N-G, Falun Gong. Um, it's a practice in China. It originated sometime in uh, 1992. Uh, it was first taught by this guy named Li Hongzi. Um, it's a spiritual-based movement slash pseudo-religion, kind of, but, like, it has no form fees, no um, meeting structure, no hierarchy, nothing it's a really free form thing it's fucking hippies basically yeah uh the the, the falun gong includes meditation um qigong exercises which um for anybody that doesn't know what those are which i didn't until i fucking looked it up are like what you see i mean i've seen them like uh i, I mean i'm sorry i've seen uh chinese people in parks and things doing like you might think of it like as tai chi or something like those slow movements you know like they might have their arms up and they turn from side to side it's a lot of concentration on breathing and focus and it it, i mean it's very meditative so like you know these people are not um you know violent or anything like that it's nothing like that it's the they're a whole thing follows like a moral philosophy of truthfulness compassion forbearance like they're really terrific people and they're also very healthy oh uh, so um in 1999 uh the chinese government estimated that about 70 70 70 million practicing falun gong um were in the country, in mainland China, and um, by by the mid nine, uh, sorry, <clears throat> by the mid nineteen nineties, um, the Chinese Communist Party was getting frustrated with the Falun Gong. Um, within a couple of years of it being, you know, taught and coming up as like a, I don't fucking know, a movement, you know, um, it was like they they were frustrated and seeing it as a like a non-government movement with a lot of people. So in Chinese, communist China, in in communist China, that's not fucking cool. And I'm sure it's probably not cool in most places, but especially there. Um, Yeah, they don't play. No. So, So as they got more fucking frustrated with these guys, they just started like a campaign of like bad media on them and stuff for no reason, which doesn't sound, you know, familiar at all. And like um, the the Falun Gong practitioners just, you know, just kind of got fed up with it. And like if a news outlet would put out like a shitty story about them that wasn't true, they would like go and 
protest there and they would basically protest i've seen pictures of them like by just sitting and meditating in massive groups which is like the most infuriating thing i guess you can possibly imagine um uh it, it actually began to uh like come to a head in 1999 uh in april 10,000 uh, Falun Gong practitioners gathered at um, a central government compound in Beijing to protest for like legal recognition and um, uh, uh, freedom from government persecution and shit. Uh, but um, that didn't really go over too well with, um, you know, people that were in charge. I'm pretty sure the, the leader of the communist party at the time was, um, uh, Zian or Zian Zemin, something like that. Okay. So in on July twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, the six ten office, Uh like six one zero, is launched by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, The six ten office was named for the date it was conceived on, which was July tenth, which was not much longer after these you know, protests in Beijing. Um, Basically, its entire purpose was like an extra governmental, extra legal organization that um, its sole purpose was to coordinate and implement the fucking persecution of the Falun Gong. So they got their own secret police. Dude, it's, yeah, like I saw kind of like a... um, uh, how do I explain it? It looked like a fam- like something like a family tree, you know, but it was um, of the Chinese Communist Party and all the different groups in it. And it's, yeah. you know, different ministry of this and this and this. And then that has like 18 little things underneath it. That's, you know, office of this secretary of the minister of this, this and that. And it's so fucking deep. And I, it's mind-numbing to try and to try and think of all those but this is like this comes right off of it's like one branch and it has nobody underneath it nobody above it it just you know pops off so it's totally on its own and its only thing is just to fucking persecute these people yep 1999 everybody 1999 um so uh part uh, the 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 excuse me, the um, 610 office was implemented as part of the uh, CLGDF, also, uh, which is the central leading group on dealing with the Falun Gong. Uh, another, another fucking group. Um, uh, all the way until March 2018, uh, the official, uh, I'm sorry, the, the office was uh, that fucking office the central leading group on dealing with the Falun Gong, the fucking 610 office, all that shit was reorganized and delegated to different group to, I'm sorry, to different offices in March of this fucking year. Everybody, everybody. So, um, uh, shit was delegated to the central political and legal affairs commission and to the ministry of public safety. So they're dealing with this shit now. Um, the 610 office basically mobilized the state-run media, uh, justice sector, police, military, 
everything um education system your friends your fucking family everything against anybody that was a falun gong practitioner um television at the time you know radio newspapers were still a thing uh early internet was just popping up but it was all just used to fucking shit on falun gong uh, <laughs> it yeah i uh page one in the books so so this year though the 610 office got disbanded basically is what you're saying officially it got reorganized was the word they used Okay, but like it got absorbed into other bureaucratic blobs. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So um, foreign observers, which, you know, are pretty present in most conflicts and, uh, I don't know, different horrible shit that's going on in the world. Um, foreign observers, like, go there. Uh, I'm pretty sure there were foreign observers in, like, um, not foolish. Ferguson protest stuff. Uh, people, you know, like they're foreign observers from other countries, like just want to see what the fuck's actually going on and make sure like no human rights are being violated and all that kind of horse shit. Uh, so these guys estimated that hundreds of thousands, probably fucking millions of uh, Falun Gong practitioners have been detained and sent to quotes, re-education through labor camps. Um, and prisons slash detention facilities. Um, reports from these fucking prisoners uh, indicate horrible stories of uh, torture, um, illegal imprisonment, forced labor, abusive psychological measures, um, all just to try and force the, the Falun Gong practitioners to to like recant their beliefs so like say i don't believe in you know fucking getting up in the morning going to the park and stretching and shit and you believe in the party you have to fucking believe in the party dude um as of 2009 uh officials reports uh, i'm sorry uh, official reports like from within china um indicate that at least 2,000 falun gong practitioners were physically tortured to death um within you know the walls of these camps uh these you know re-education through labor camps gotcha um that you know it's just you it the longer you didn't recant following gong uh the more they would torture you and eventually uh, your body just gives in you know and like all these pe- all these people fucking died just by being tortured um yeah uh so I've heard of these fucking things so much that it cannot be not true. And it's terrifying. It's like electric stun batons are are like the weapon of general issue to all Chinese prison guards in this matter or whatever. And it's just like this big fucking heavy looking flashlight of a thing that when you get fucking hit across the face with it, it also like unleashes a crazy electric bolt into your face or. So, so it's like a cattle prod kind of. It's exactly like a cattle prod, except it's more designed for like smashing somebody over the fucking skull with it as well. Okay. So multi-purpose. Yeah. I'm picturing like, uh, I I think they're called like an asp, like an A. Yeah. 
yeah, those things that, that the cops have. And, um, like, a combination between that and, like, yeah, cattle prod. Um, but uh, that, yeah, everybody, uh, all the Chinese guards in, in these, like, prisons have. And that's, like, their main method of choice for, like, beating the shit out of people. Um, there were actually several, like, high-profile deaths of of people, you know, um, in, in China that uh, this is all fucking totally out there. This is, everything's public. I, I don't, uh, by the end of this, I'm going to be fucking screaming at my phone because I can't believe that nobody's ever talked about this before. Oh, oh man. So, uh, I've, I've actually heard about this though. Okay. But so it's, it's not completely unknown. Okay. Cool. Okay, good. So, um, uh, a popular 42-year-old Chinese folk musician, uh, Yu Zhou, um, was uh, arrested on January 26, 2008, coming home with his wife after a concert. Uh, and after he was taken into custody, authorities ended up torturing him to death 11 days. I mean, I'm sorry, after 11 days. Um, can't his fucking beliefs in following God. Really? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple other stories too of like journalists or two, and it's just people are, are just getting deathed. Um, the government, of course, denies all of these deaths, uh, or or you know, denies that the deaths are their responsibility. Um, he was just in poor health, and um, yeah, exactly. Fell down some stairs. Exactly. They they attribute the shit to suicide, illness, or just like general accidents. Exactly what you're fucking saying. <laughs> I know how it goes. You'd make a really good member of the Chinese Communist Party. I, yeah, I hate bureaucracy though. So that's I no, don't know if I could hang. That's the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. So um, all right, let's uh, shoot to July sixth, two thousand six. Um, Kilgore. Uh, Matus report is released. Uh, the, the, this report was, this investigative report, sorry, was requested after allegations surfaced that um, Falun Gong practitioners were becoming prisoners and were having their fucking organs harvested uh, at the Sujiatun hospital. Um, several witnesses made claims of a concentration camp as well, Dujatun, um, that held thousands of Falun Gong in preparation for organ harvesting at the hospital. Really, dude, this is real. So, are they are they just giving these organs to like high ranking party members? Not yet. Well, it 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 it. it so, I'll I'll get to like the numbers in terms of. All right. So we don't we don't know where they're going yet. Well, whoever's listening to this podcast and you don't know where the fuck they're going yet. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, um, so yeah, they, they talked about an actual, like, physical fucking concentration camp um, for these. Um, the, the, the report concluded that uh, uh, there has been today to be large-scale organ seizures from unwilling Falun Gong practitioners. I mean, it's, it, uh, 
it's like a nut it's like a literal nightmare i i I was watching so many there's several documentaries on this this facet of the story about the chinese organ harvesting like and they're okay some of them um but uh I, I spent like all of yesterday watching. watching. Really? Oh, dude, it's heavy, man. <laughs> um, so uh, what this report also found out was um, quotes, all, uh, again, quotes, the source of 41,500 transplants for the 60 year period between 2000 and 2005 is unexplained. So, how many? Almost forty-two thousand. They just disappeared. That many people. They well, as of right now, they're they're phrasing it as they don't know where the the source for those transplants came from. Gotcha. Okay, so um, this was followed up by another uh, investigation by this guy. Um, he was an investigative journalist, Ethan Gutman. Um, he actually estimated that 500,000 to fucking 1 million Falun Gong prisoners were in custody at any given time. Right, like now. <laughs> so, so it's still illegal to be Falun Gong. It's, yeah, don't do it unless you're not in China. Interesting. And were, were they actively? It doesn't sound like they were actively instigating against the government. Besides wanting rights, they just were a threat. They they were just a large group that didn't operate. Uh, it's how do I explain this? It, by calling it a group, I feel like defeats the its own purpose. It's really just the teachings of this guy. It's a, like it's like a form of meditation and exercise and mindfulness and other than that i couldn't find fucking much about it at all that was anything political anything other than just being like peaceful motherfuckers which is very anti-chinese it's it's the worst thing the government could possibly imagine basically hmm well we can't have that so so they fucking round them up um but uh, uh, the ex-wife of one of the doctors at the Sujatun Hospital um, claimed her husband was a surgeon there, and he told her about um, harvesting corneas from over two thousand prisoners. Jesus, that I mean, so yeah, it's like corneas, heart. I think they take your lungs to liver and kidneys that's pretty much it everything else is junk um but uh in 2003 um this former doctor named uh wang ziyang um formed an investigative team it's called like the world organization for the uh investigation of the persecution of falun gong and it's like an investigative group of reporters, I'm, I'm sorry, journalists and lawyers, former doctors, um, you know, there's probably some political uh, 
retired people in there. And they started looking into hospitals that did organ transplants because there were just reports of this stuff. You know, it's people made it out of these on detention camps by um, their beliefs, you know, you, you basically have to continue through your physical torture for another couple hours, like screaming out um, versus, uh, you know, recanting the Falun Gong. And then after that, they would send you to like a halfway house kind of fucking thing, you know, to make sure you're actually cured. Yeah, I mean, it's... So this is very Orwellian. Did you read, um, did you ever read 1984? Yeah, totally. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of that. I don't know if I read it recently enough to speak very well on it. But yeah, no, I, a lot of it, it's very much so. <laughs> um, oh, man, so... Uh, members of the team uh, ended up contacting like 23 different hospitals in China and they interviewed them basically posing as uh, family members of people that were in need of organ transplants Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, the calls were recorded and in one of the documentaries I I watched they're like transcribed as kind of like a they they do they have the audio but it they put it out as like a text message exchange and it's fucking chilling um because the, these people just call up so confidently and basically say hey uh is this the head of the liver transplant division at the so and so hospital and they're like yep what's going on and they're like well i got this i i you know my uncle needs a liver transplant but we really want to make sure it's from a Falun Gong practitioner because we heard that that their organs are more healthy and it's it's like the rhino horns like they want only the finest in organs only right exactly so but like the doctor or surgeon or you know head of staff there would literally respond and be like oh yeah no that's the only type of specimens that we that we have here we have them we have them still with breath he said and um uh, uh um so they spoke with doctors fucking secretaries like nurse on staff and would just like either play like a person you know interested in getting an organ or sometimes they would play like a superior of some other person's office or whatever and they just like lay out the story and the question before the person on the other line can really figure out what's going on. And they just like blurt out information and they're just like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, we probably do about 170 of those, you know, recently and this and that, like, uh, they even called down to the fucking guys in the boiler room. This is, fucking. uh, they talked to the guys in the boiler room and people from, you know, like a boss of another thing, like their secretary or whatever, and taught and asked about like the bodies. Yeah. With the bodies. And apparently these guys were like, oh, well, you know, we, we incinerate them down here. Like we get them, we, we kind of get to like take off their, uh, 
rings and watches and shit and then like we we burn them and that's the, uh, the, <sighs> so wow so most hospitals that i mean at this time anyway china or i mean i don't know anywhere i i don't know i i, I haven't had to arrange this kind of shit for myself yet but like hospitals don't have fucking crematoriums usually maybe like in the day you know when it was like a a tuberculosis ward or something like that but you know i feel like a regular hospital they're gonna have a morgue but they're they're gonna transfer the the corpse to the funeral home usually and they either do the cremation there or uh you know embalm the body and get it ready for burial or whatever but that's not happening here they're fucking burning the people they're just incinerating them after they got what they needed fuck burning the people in the fucking basement uh in um in 2000 there were 10 times more liver transplants in china than in 1999 and in 2005 that number tripled again so uh, 1991 to 98, there were 19 hospitals in China that were capable uh, capable of organ transplants. 78 liver transplants occurred in all those hospitals in that entire uh, eight-year period. 78. So it, from 1999 to 2006, 19 hospitals skyrocketed up to 500 hospitals estimated that are capable of fucking organ transplants and the amount of liver transplants that happened in that same allotted amount of time was 14,080 fucking five. These are official on record. This is. So, but, but we're thinking there's like even way more uh, under the table. That's also something that comes in later in the story. Okay. Um, But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is just what's on record. And for, For the proportional amount of transplants to population that, you know, they were basically on the same kind of like, I think I saw it was three to 5% yearly growth as everybody else in the world. And then once the year 1999 came around 2000, it just fucking exploded like thousands of times more. Really? Yeah. And uh they're they're sourcing it from from live Falun Gong practitioners. Um uh, 19 uh so th- this is also a little interesting piece in, in 90 I'm sorry, 1999 to 2001 um each of those years respectively uh there were something like 2 1 and 4 South Koreans that traveled to China. So seven people total in two years, I'm sorry, three years were traveled to China to get um, organ transplants. Uh, Mm -hmm. In 2002, um, the number of South Koreans traveling to China for organ transplants was 70 to 80 per month. Uh, So that's, that's a pretty big um, increase. Uh, But this starts a trend like over the whole 
fucking planet basically leading to patients seeking organs um to travel to china from japan malaysia india egypt saudi that's that's a really good business though for china oh yeah i mean they 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 have saudi arabia people are going the united states people are going canadians are going uh, europeans of all different kinds um everybody it's just it's the place to go because you you can go and get get you know whatever you want um I'll, i'll talk about the fucking wait times in a minute um so basically with this big spike in fucking organ transplants people started wondering like where does this shit come from you know like no no other number that we see you know in terms of like death rate or suicide or anything has spiked like this number has fucking spiked so uh, well i mean sidebar other than the fucking imprisoning of falun gong practitioners on sidebar but nothing else really shows what the fuck could really you know provide all these organs so um what what chinese officials began to say was that they got their organs from death row inmates which i mean honestly kind of makes sense if you apply it to the general you know whole thing like anybody that they kind of condemn to death i guess you can consider a death row inmate so like there's been a lot of fucking executions and shit that i guess you know they could harvest those organs and stuff but this is still different um uh but the the thing is like the the death row inmates there was only like 150 or or something you know condemned to death one year and you know that number has basically just kind of declined slowly over the past couple decades but so it's more unofficial death row inmates exact yes yeah (laughs) um uh so only in fucking uh, 2015 has there been like an official Red Cross Chinese voluntary organ donation system really set up. And um, within those reported calls that this investigative team has done, uh, they would they also called like members of the Red Cross at different Chinese um, and would be like, hey. <gasps> We just want to talk about, um, you know, the the trans, the you know, receiving of the organs or blah 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 blah, and of Falun Gong prisoners, and they're just like, oh yeah, we're we're totally ready. Um, another one was like, oh yeah, this is so and so, you know, hospital Red Cross, like you already know we should be ready in like a couple weeks or something like that. So like, it's this is this is entirely state sanctioned. It's pretty much fucking out there with its cock fucking flapping in the wind it's ridiculous um so the voluntary donation numbers also don't add up either because there's only like a couple a couple hundred voluntary donors in each chinese city at this point you know in the early 2000s because it's like really uh there's um culturally i guess i'll say uh, it's not fucking cool to, you know, have your body cut apart and, you know, harvest yeah. in whatever Chinese modes of faith, you know. Uh, so there's it's not a big thing, even though there's however many 
billion million people um big organ donation at this time even in 2015 was was a voluntary organ dona- donation was not is not a big popular thing so well, good i mean they're they're probably smarter than we are about it where you can make them give you some compensation and honestly like if i was gonna go to china and like try and get a new liver or you know my eyesight's not the best so i could go for a couple prisoner eyeballs i would rather get it off someone who i knew was like a guaranteed like super healthy hippie that's been you know tortured regularly for the past several months as opposed to some, like, who knows what, like, 80-year-old person that died of natural causes or someone that got fucked up in a car accident. It just doesn't sound like the same class of organs to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so are you going to get into the prices? Because I could use a new set of eyeballs. <laughs> How about I get into the weight times? Okay. So, uh... Tianjin's first central hospital's uh, website as of uh, 2007, their application form on their website for a liver or kidney transplant clearly fucking states that the wait time for a kidney or liver is usually one to two weeks with the high, uh, the the fastest ever um, reported transplant time, you know, turnover. Four hours, somebody for like from admission. Somebody said, "Dude, that's efficiency." I I need a fucking liver, and they're like, "We got you." Now, do they do bulk discounts? Like, if you need, could you go over with like a group of friends and like one you needs a kidney, one you needs a liver, one you needs a heart, and that way, you know, since they're gonna have to kill the prisoner anyway, nothing goes to waste. It's all like already accounted for. That makes sense. Um, that, yeah, it's like if you're buying the whole pie versus like a couple slices. Now, do you get a look at your prisoners too and pick out the one that looks healthiest? No, I don't think so. But you can, um, there was, uh, again, one of these fucking recorded conversations The they were asking the, you know, secretary of somebody important, like, Hey, uh, I was just wondering if we could get the documentation for, um, you know that Falun Gong prisoner, and uh, you know for for that whoever the for, uh, I'm sorry the identity of the Falun Gong transplant person, and they're like, um, you know, usually we don't do that, but like we can totally get it for you. Um, oh, so they come with papers and everything too, like 100% like China Communist Party certified uh, organic free range Falun Gong. Free range Falun Gong. Well, I guess it wouldn't be free range because it's been in captivity, but. Well, I mean, at, yeah, I, I think even, even like if you were to get free range chicken or something, like it's only so free range. That's true. But uh, like, like really, they're just in a big concentration camp of grass, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on. On the chicken and the farm, but yeah, no, that's sounds like these Falun Gong are in no way, shape, or form free range. <laughs> so, um, in the in the United States, uh, we actually have like 120 million registered donors, you know, which is about a third of the population, I think, roughly. Um, 
And in 2007, the Department of Health reported that the wait um, for a liver was roughly two to three years. So yeah, that's no good. Yeah, if if you need a liver and, and you fucking don't croak within two and two to three years, yeah, you don't need a liver. Like when a liver goes bad, you've got less than two to three years. You know, one day you're fucking drinking and shooting heroin in your scrotum, and the next day it's like your skin's turning yellow and you're on death's door. Well, I'm gonna crack this beer to my liver. Cheers, All liver. All right, cheers. James's liver. So, um, I mean, even fucking uh, Vice President Dick Cheney in 2012 waited two years for a fucking heart. You know, like I mean, so so even- yeah, but that that's because they needed to uh, they they needed to get the person that they were going to execute for the heart nice and healthy. Was that that guy Seth Rich? They finally got the perfect match. <laughs> probably i don't know if he'd want a democrat's heart though <laughs> so uh let's talk about um a, a fucking witness testimony uh a chinese armed policeman uh that was on guard at the hospital in uh liaoning uh province uh told told these investigators um, about one instance that he was on guard in, inside the operating room. Um, it was April 9th, 2002 at 5 p.m. The uh, operation start began. Um, he witnessed uh, the harvesting of organs from a live female Falun Gong prisoner. Okay, see, I was going to ask, do they kill them first, or but they just take them out while they're still alive? The, it's, it's a live harvest. Like it's and it's like, like like the people were talking to the doctors in the recorded phone calls and like the doctors tout that the people still have a pulse, still have breath, you know, like they're prime specimens that are fresh. Basically, I mean, you you can't get any fresher than that. And so, oh, man, here we go. Anybody that's fucking driving, pull over, pause the podcast. Um, so, uh, he's afraid of fucking retribution at this point, losing his story. So he was, he was just trying to like contact, um, this organization, uh, you know, just to get his story out there. And he, he gave them a bunch of information that he only a promise to let them clear if he turned up dead. So they haven't found at the time of the the documentary that i watched that he's been dead yet so they think he's still alive still information that he gave that they haven't given yet but um so he was personally one of the guys that um interrogated and beat this Falun gong woman for two weeks leading up to the fucking organ harvest um they were using their uh electric batons that we talked about before that's Mm -hmm. fucking mo like they burn you like they uh, so many pictures of people with like burned faces disfigurement uh, it's terrible those fucking things um she wouldn't eat after uh becoming delirious from these fucking beatings so like they shoved a tube down her throat and force fed her milk um she lost over 18 pounds in one week 
Uh, and then um, after about two weeks of this fucking torture, uh, two doctors from a very secretive office, which we know is 610 office, most likely, um, came and retrieved the woman. Uh, they were both surgeons, one of which was obviously elder, the other. Um, the other one was like kind of training and um, they bring her to an operating room in a psychiatric hospital to perform the, the, I mean, I wrote surgery, but it's a fucking harvest Uh, quotes. No anesthetics were used end quote. Um, He commented on the, the steadiness of like the surgeon's hand, like when he went to go make the first cut, um, uh as as the knife you know touched her chest and started started going in uh the woman screamed uh falun gong is good you know and uh you you kill me one individual uh you can kill how can you kill several hundred million of us um and the doctor fucking hesitated for a second and like looked around at the two cops and like the the superior officer kind of nodded at the surgeon and he fucking plunged the knife into the woman's chest. Um, uh, First he fucking carved out her heart. Um, uh, Apparently I learned this uh, in my research today and yesterday uh, when your cardiac vessels are snipped with scissors your body goes into twitching, violent convulsions. And it, I, I bet you it sounds horrific. <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing she's not alive at that point. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the, the kind of brain function you fucking have when your heart gets literally snipped with scissors out of your chest. Um, but... I mean, I got to be in biology, but I'm pretty sure it's fatal. Well, um, he also fucking... Uh, Well, okay. so after the heart came, then the kidneys were cut out. um, But he talked about like the final death screams of this woman, uh, you know, which I'm sure came pretty quick. uh, But um, he said it was like a a head straight back, you know, like unnaturally cricked back and just eyes wide open and screaming so hard that from from like such intense pain that you can't take in physical breaths and also your chest has just been fucking opened while you're alive uh and and like the final gasping you know painful shrills of a person were just kind of like like ah, ah, like very wispy and not even that loud because you know either you rupture your fucking vocal cords screaming or, or like you're in so much pain that you can't, your, your lungs, you know, go into shock and you can't operate. Or they got cut out. They might have got cut out at this point. Um, holy fucking shit. Uh, we're almost through this. We're almost through this, I promise. I know this is going long. Um, on June 22nd, 2016, the, the, the guys from the Kilgore and Madison, I'm sorry, Madis report, um, former, former Canadian Secretary of State David Kilgore and Canadian human rights lawyer David Madis, um, also with uh, the other guy from the investigative report about the amount of people, um, Ethan Gutman, uh, jointly issued the latest report um, 
of forced organ harvesting by the Chinese Communist Party at the U.S. National Press Club. Um, also in June, the U.S. House of Repre Representatives voted unanimously to pass HRES 343, calling on the Chinese Communist Party to stop all organ harvesting from persecuted Falun Gong practitioners, uh, which publicly uh, admitted knowledge of fucking live human organ harvesting in China. And that's where my fucking notes ends. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, but believe it or not, Will, um, I'm going to cut it here and we're going to have a fucking part two to this episode because it's not and it's it, the, the, the next part is the is the greatest fucking conspiracy to me. OK, so so, so we're, we're calling it here and then we're going to do a part two like in a few days or next week or something. Whenever you, whenever you want to fucking do it, you give me like a, a day or so to to prepare, and we'll fucking do it. Um, unless you just want to do it next week, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do part two, accomplices. If anybody's still fucking listening at this point, oh my god, uh, fucking wipe the vomit off of your chest and slap yourself from being from fainting. Uh, we're all okay. Um, none of us got our fucking organs harvested but well um, what, what i'm what i'm taking away from this whole thing is if you want the best organs you go to china if you want the best organs you 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 need them fresh fresh and, and china has got the freshest motherfucker so yeah if you want organs go to china um but uh oh my god so yeah we, we've gone a little long what do you fucking think man um i i think that um we really need to step up our game in this country as far as uh, organ harvesting. <laughs> We've got the biggest prison population and like some of the longest wait times for organs. That's just unacceptable. So that's fucked up, but, <laughs> but, uh, for some reason, uh, that made me think of my my um the the platform that i ran for president in 2016 on which was turning old people into renewable energy <laughs> all right <laughs> which is how many how many votes did you get uh well like our fucking five star reviews i couldn't figure out how to vote for myself so <laughs> well we, we we got none there's there's always next time. Uh so um yeah, you you want to wrap it up? Sure. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's uh I'm going to go check the price of plane tickets to Where China. And oh, you're I guess I guess I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> it just took me a second. Sorry. I actually uh, genuinely asked like, "Oh, where are you going?" Um but uh we're going to fucking hell at this point. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to another fucking episode of Take the Money and Run. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Take the Money Pod. Um, maybe I can try and scrounge up some fucking brutal pictures of live organ harvesting, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm fucking traumatized on this shit. But fucking come back next week. 
or whenever, when the fuck ever for part two. Um, I'm James Degro. Uh, I'm Will Bearcat, and this was fun and uplifting. Fuck yeah.